Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 424 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psychit, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode are our head of health and safety, um, Commander Adel Vice, otherwise known as Ben. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say your surname. <laughs> what? Uh, ben, ben is fine. I answered to Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can I've you just imagine seen... if every time I throw to you, I go, "Hey, Ben um, Woodward, how are you doing?" <laughs> um, well, people do do that, so it's weird. And I get other people, even though I break my name into Aid Levice, people will go off and say Adel and weird things like that. I, I just, I just call you Ben. Is that right? That's fine. That's Perfect. fine. Claire. Perfect. Then um, you can call me Claire as much as you want as well. It's I know. I, I am aware it's of no that. Secret of what my name is. <laughs> Hold on, your name's Claire. Oh my I know, god! I know. I know, guys. It's all right. It's all right. Calm, calm your tits. It's okay. Um, we also have um, what is it? Our Banksy driver stunt person. <laughs> Really need to work on that. Hello, Claire. How are you? <laughs> we need to figure this out, Alec. We really do. Um, I'm doing well, thank you. And we've also got um, Fozza, um with us again today. How are you doing, Fozza? You good? Yeah, very well. Thank you very much. Perfect. 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 Um, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game. Well, I'm not, but Ben and um, the Chris Mark 4 are hanging out in open um, at, at, at Lave. That's, that's where you are. That's where yeah, you normally yeah. hang out, right? Chris and I are at Lave, and I've just seen that Fozzer has been sent back to HIP 20719. Well, we, well, we said we said we wouldn't talk about him having to explode himself. Oh, that was embarrassing. I did offer my services as a taxi or or as a as a as a rat, but you know, I know we, we don't I want know. to embosser. We don't want to embosser Fozzer. Fozzer. Yeah, we don't want to embarrass um. Fozzer. 
As long as we don't mention it, I think we'll be okay. Okay, do you think we got away with that? I reckon so, yeah. Um, if you can't get in-game, you can also join us via the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. And clicking on live chat, you can also just come to twitch.tv slash laveradio. Um, we'll just start by going around the crew, um, finding out what they've been up to in the last week. I think we'll start. Let's start with Alec. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. <laughs> I've had a... Well, yeah, I say I'm all right. I've had a cold for a whole week. Uh, but I'm just about over it now. I did actually get around to testing for COVID eventually because I thought this cold's dragging on a long time, but it's not. Hooray! But it is a cold. Boo. Um, hmm, what have I been up to? Oh, in, in real life, I've, um, I've... I don't know what you'd call it. A, a major... Um, maturity milestone. I've taken all of my vinyl to a record shop and just handed no. it in and said, there you go, knock oh. yourself out. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I've done it. Done it. Oh, mate. <laughs> I know. Oh, my it's God, just, that, that physically hurt me. <laughs> it's been in the attic for 10 years. And yeah, it's like, yeah it's what's so... it doing up there? It's not doing anyone any good. Oh, they were blown God. away. They're very pleased. <laughs> I can have. imagine. Holy crap. Many many cases of vinyl handed over. Me and my wife. It was um. It was a double whammy. Mine was all the prog rock, and hers is all the punk. Oh my <laughs> god! I'd have taken all of that off your hands. That's so annoying. Actually, it's funny. It's funny you said that because I have a mate in the in um where I live here, who um last minute we thought oh, I suppose Jimmy might like some, so we uh, <laughs> we messaged him and said we're taking all this to the record shop tomorrow and he was round in five minutes the smell of burning rubber outside oh my God, I <laughs> and uh yeah took loads off us and then <laughs> and then he messaged us the next morning about five minutes before we were due to go saying can i come back and take all the floyd off you as well oh, i can't blame him for that anyway uh, what have i been doing in game in game i've been i've been climbing more vertical walls in the srv there's this is no news really for me it's just the same old same old but um, yeah, I did manage to cl- find and climb the tallest tower, the the big central one in the middle of the big round tower. Nice. On fire, of course. Obviously. So I've achieved all my all my tower climbing objectives now. Now is it is it like a time trial? You now now have to get a better time than last time. Yeah, I think we'll make um, we'll make the next Buckyball Racer a vertical one instead of a horizontal one. That'll Absolutely not me. taking taking part <laughs> in that notch. That could be quite fun though. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be that cruel. It is quite difficult. It, it, it does look fun, though. Art. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Perfect. Um, let's move on to Adel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I've been approaching the end of uh, Spider-Man Remastered, and my God, that game gets hard. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm now struggling just to do the casual beat the punks up outside the street kind of idea. Which is fine, apart from the fact every two meters it feels like there's prisoners and people like that now beating up and everyone at New York. And I'm like, I want to get over there and kill the rhino, but all these other people are like, you know, throwing off bomb bomb threats and killing the police and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that that's proving to be very t- very stressful. Um, and then last night myself. Fozza and Cow went off and visited some Thargoids. I heard and about this. Yeah, I, we, you know, we did okay. We, 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 we might have died a few times, uh, but we also got some revenge. Um, 
And yeah, we, we took names and kicked butt. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so did the Thargoids, so that's the problem. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know who you are. Um, but it was, I, I, I was doing the whole thing in VR, and my God, it's you know, flying around a burning outpost with Thargoids everywhere, fire everywhere, and then Grant and Fozzer trying, well, trying to kill a Thargoid and shooting me. Is absolutely bloody beautiful. You got in the way. I know, I know. Ben's too busy just looking around, and the rest of you trying. Oh, to. I, 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 mean, I really was. It's so, it's like oh, it's so pretty. It's so beautiful. They've done, they've, 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 they've done a sterling job. Who knew, eh? Who knew that they'd be able to? Um, the game's dead. Shut up! You're not allowed to say that. Sorry, dead game. My bad. My bad. Sorry. My B lads. It's not a problem. Um. Okay, Forza. What have you been up to? Uh, good question. In real life, uh, I'm still sort of doing that thing at work where you're trying to figure out whether you need to keep on saying Happy New Year to people. At what point do you actually stop saying Happy New Year? Is New there Year's a- Day. Once, once, you, once you've seen what everybody wants, I think. Really? That's, yeah. that, that's my take on it. Yeah, second week. Second Can week. Can we get Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I must admit. So, and apart from that, no, that's. I mean, real life is is uh, is mainly work at the moment, which is a uh, pretty pretty uh, dull. Um, and then in game, what are we doing? So, been playing a bit of Valheim. Restarted that because my son's got a uh, gaming laptop for for Christmas. Um, so we've been starting to do stuff, sort of father and son in Valheim, which is mainly me, and he jumps on every now and again. Uh, but that's actually a good fun game to to go back and restart. And then in Elite Dangerous, uh, I've been trying to get my uh, my feet wet on the ground and realizing just how punishing the learning curve is for doing sort of ground missions and trying to do infiltrations and stuff. And no matter how many YouTube videos I seem to watch and Stealth Boy um, and various other ones, it's yeah, I, I still suck quite quite badly at doing ground missions. So. Yeah, we took a, a turn and did the, the Thargoid stuff last night. And as I say, we, we took names, we kicked ass. And uh, what is, what's the, the really difficult Thargoids? You know, the, the tiny ones, the ones yeah, that the really, scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the scouts. Really the ones that appear before the, before the difficult ones. Yeah, those ones. So the really hard ones, the scouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we got all their names last night. All Perfect. Names. Perfect. Well, I mean, at least, at least you did your part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my part. It's fine. Exactly. So no, apart from that, that's all. That, that's all pretty much it. That's, that's the first time you've ever even seen Thargoids, wasn't it, Foz? It was the first time I think. Really? Yeah. What a time! What an absolute time to get into get like back into Elite if you've not been here for a while and you're like, oh, and I never really interacted with Thargoids initially. What the? What a bloody time! Yeah, awesome. Did you see a big one? Have you seen a big one? <laughs> Excuse me. And <laughs> <laughs> did, did you show him your big ones? Fozzer did see some big ones, and he and he he did shoot them, and we did actually we had friend we well yeah we brought friends well he arrived well yeah. we had a random friend who Grant accidentally invited, which in fairness you know whilst we were doing all the hard stuff like taking down all the scouts uh, this guy uh, Kybold I think he was called uh, yeah Kybold Sh- Kybold like uh, he he was doing the easy stuff, so he was taking down the big thargoids. And every time we took one down, we were getting eight million um, eight million credits. Which yeah, we, we, it was nice to have. But you know, we would have preferred him to help us out with the you know the scouts. Well, those you know, the scouts were, they were challenging. Oh, they were brutal. They were really hardcore. 
Yeah, especially because it took me the first sort of like 15 minutes to realize that shooting them with my beam laser wasn't actually doing anything. And I had to actually change my firing groups over to those AX weapon things that I installed but hadn't actually set a firing group for. So, I'm sure, yeah, we discussed it, this on last week's show. <laughs> beam laser with your laser pointer. <laughs> we also mentioned it while Foz was loading up. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and while he was in the taxi coming to the station. Incredible. They really need to do a manual for this game. (laughs) I need a good old written manual so I can play it properly. (laughs) I should have sailed. (laughs) Um, What what have I been up to this week? Um, Not like a huge amount. Um, My my we um I have started on um, Operation Get. Get that ever so slightly, maybe a little bit fitter, so she does some exercise. Um, and because um, there's there's quite a quite a lot of cool content out there which you can you can sort of um, imbibe for free, which show which are really good like exercise things and um, cardio um, cardio things and all of that kind of stuff. Because I'm not I'm not I'm not bothered about muscle definition. I just want to lose some of all of this. Um, uh, body weight that I've put on through being a little bit sedentary and after my accident and all of those kind of things. Um, so now I'm a little bit healthier and feeling feeling a little less um, static, shall we say? I can move around a little bit more. So we're we're giving that a go. I say I can move a little around a little bit more. I've barely been able to move my legs for the past two days because of one bit of exercise that I've done, which checks out. I think for someone who hasn't exercised for a really long time. Um, uh, in game, I've been doing a lot of um, um, I've been doing a lot of Thargoid combat, um, much like much like yourselves, and um, have I, I finally um, pandered to Daddy Savlon a little bit and got some um, uh, uh, shard cannons today, and I'm giving those a go, and they're a lot of fun. Highly recommend. I was watching. It looked like a lot of fun. They were, they were a lot of, of fun. The sound of it is awesome. Yeah, they're like pop, pop. It's amazing. But yeah, they're they're really good. I highly recommend giving those a go, um, uh, especially if you're getting them from places or um, ha- uh, or raising your reputation with um, salvation in places like Titori, where you can't actually. Um, where we can't um, mess um, mess about with azimuth at the moment, so I'll allow that. But um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily um, choose to do it if anyone else was offering it. That would be great. But, you know, needs must and all that. There's a bloody war on, lads. Um, I think then we shall move on to development news and what have the devs said this week. Ben, I will pass to you with regard to the bit that popped up earlier about their, their trading, Frontier Trading's update. Yeah, so, I mean, the devs haven't really said a lot as as you just said the only thing that's really come up is the is the trading notice but it's i'll be i'll be positive and say it's a mixed bag um you know f1 started right good and then went downhill after frontier went off and said you know what we're not going to be supporting this anymore but what i don't understand is why did anybody think that was a surprise you know it's not like ea support fifa 2022 for years at a time and things like that. I think. Um, I think if um, if I know there were a couple I, of bugs. It's, it's it's not only is it to do with the bugs. Um, I feel like um, F one twenty two came. Um, 
um, F1 Manager 2022 came out relatively late as far as the F1 season is concerned. Had it come out a little bit earlier, I think the com- the community who were enjoying it might have been a little bit more forgiving yeah. with regard to it. Alec? Yeah, also, I, I, I think there was a slight you know, classic frontier communication faux pas. I, I seem to remember reading the very first thing on Twitter that they were not doing any more support. Uh, and it was yeah. very blunt and it didn't sort of say what it should have said, which is seasons coming to an end. Watch out for, you know, 2023. It was, we're not fixing any more bugs. Yeah. <laughs> it really didn't. And, and then they also backtracked well. on that as well. Didn't they? There was a, there was a bit of backtracking on that in the, um, in the forums going well we are still going to be fixing bugs don't worry yeah. and it's just like either you are or you're not it feels like it should have been f1 2022 is dead long live f1 2023 kind of idea yeah um but yeah it's not like they've, they've never done that kind of thing before um so jw uh jurassic world evolution 2 and planet zoo they're doing fine uh but again sales have been a wee bitty lower than they were expecting Basically, because we've all got no bloody money. Um, don't think, don't really see that as a massive surprise. Uh, Warhammer 40k and their Frontier Foundry games are doing great, though. Uh, 40k is doing great. Uh, Stranded Alien Dawn is doing great. Uh, Deliver Us Mars, I think you said that Deliver Us Mars, that- Deliver Us Mars is coming out, um, next month, and I've never been more excited for a game in my life. It um, looks right good. I mean, Deliver Us the Moon was was a lot of fun. Yeah, Deliver Us the Moon. It's the same guys, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, so it's the sequel. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a direct sequel. Yeah, um, it, Deliver Us the Moon um, made my cold, dead heart feel things that I never thought I'd be able to feel <laughs> by playing a video game again. Um, yeah. And I hope Deliver Us Mars continues to wait for it. Deliver. Badoomtish. Um... And you've got the Great War Western Front. You know, these are all right exciting looking games. However, I think that Frontier, they've also had a couple of things that maybe haven't been. Who's shooting me? I bet you that's Chris's fault. Um, okay. Uh, Neil Turner's fault. <laughs> he's, he's a naughty boy. Um, they've also they've, they've had a few things that maybe have been a little bit less done. And Frontier are basically saying that they don't have any new titles scheduled for release in FY24. However, despite some of that mildly negative information, Frontier are definitely operating as a profit. Um, I think they're expecting sales between 100 and 140, uh, between 100 and 110 million, if I remember, remember correctly. And that will net them between two and nine million profits um, once they, you know, once everything's all all done and dusted. Um, unfortunately, the market wasn't the best chuffed about the news, and prices went down. But that just means it's easier. It's, you can get you can get things for less, doesn't it? So I wouldn't yeah, worry about that too I much. I believe you can you can buy a Frontier share for six hundred and forty five dollars cents. And I just wanted to get the dollar cents quote in just to um, get back at loose screws for joking about pound pennies. <laughs> oh, have your dollar cents. <laughs> yes, your dollar cents. So is that six? Is that six? Is that six hundred and fifty dollar cents a share? I believe. Right. Quite tempted to buy one just to just to have. Just to say, I've got. One I've got yeah. one share. I would like yeah. one single share, please. Yeah. I don't even know. Can you even do that? Can you even do I've that? Got, I've, I've got, got no idea when I work in finance for a very long time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've, I've no idea about these things. Googling now, how do I buy one Frontier share? How does one, how does one have one share, please? Do I have to wear a top hat and have a monocle and a moustache? <laughs> because I am materially important. <laughs> uh, does anybody have any thoughts on that? Anybody have any, any stuff like that? By all means, speak now or forever hold your peace. The other thing I'd say is... Get your doom and gloom off. It's fine, sharp. I mean, I mean, um, the world is in a really shitty place at the moment. So if people yeah. aren't spending money on video games, that's perfectly understandable. What a surprise, eh? Who knew? <laughs> okay, so we also had, um, we also had, um, Be- Beetlejuice has just said that she thinks that I'd look great in a monocle, and now <laughs> I need to buy a monocle. This is and this is Jude's. Uh, absolutely, you can't have one and not the other. Um, this is Jude's influence over me, Katie. Go to Amazon. <laughs> Okay, um, we also had Discovery Scanner come out, um, and the um, there was an, a lovely new um, update from Discovery Scanner saying that um, we have um, a uh, a patch coming out um, towards the end of this month. Um, we also have confirmed the target um, months for update fifteen and update. Well, update. We've got the target month for update fifteen, so that's April, and then update, um, update sixteen to follow later on in the year. Um, obviously, that's all that we have at the moment with regard to that information. Um, because we don't, they don't, they don't share stuff. Um, this early because that would be ridiculous. Um. But that that's all we know. We don't know if there's any more updates or anything else after that. Um, they've also confirmed that Stellar Screenshots um, is coming back. So, you know, get your Stellar Screenshots in. Um, and then Frameshift Live is coming back on Thursday, January the 19th, which is, that's next Thursday, right? That's not, yeah, a week on Thursday. Yep, yep. Cool, cool. Um, and then they had information about drops as well, but I think we'll probably cover that on the store alert because, you know, we're, um, we need something to cover on the store alert. <laughs> um, we also, there was a tweet that came out today that confirmed um, the full percentage of the galaxy explored is, wait for it, I wish we had a drum roll queued up. We have now discovered 0.059% of the galaxy. Uh-huh. Round of applause. I, I'm, <laughs> you know what? I don't know about the rest of you, but I was expecting it to be a little bit more than that now. Because <laughs> what, what was it like the end of a couple of years back? It was 0.046, right? Yeah. Yeah, Osric replied on Twitter saying that it's only another 0.01% discovered on the previous number. So we are slowing. Oh, right. Okay. Kate, well, Kate is saying it was 0.05% last year as well. So, But, you know, that remaining 99.941% of the galaxy is, is becoming increasingly hard to find. Super doable. Super doable. It makes a lot of sense, I think, because the, you know, the low-hanging fruit, as it were, has all gone. You know, we've, all, right, we've, all, you know, we, we've all gone between... Like the bubble and Colonia, we've all gone between the bubble and and well, but up to Beagle's Point and things like that. You know, we've got to start going to the, all those weird places that nobody wants to go to. You know, like Slough. 
Okay. Um, I, I feel like... I feel, no, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. I haven't, I haven't left the bubble in months. <laughs> like, not with the exception of only to go out and getting, like, some Guardian stuff or um, something like that. I've... I, it's one one trip out back. I'm back in the bubble. I'm back doing stuff. Not, are we not due another great expedition or something? That would help. Uh, they, they've kind of pulled out. There are expeditions that go on pretty oh, yeah. regularly. Um, I yeah. know Commander Hatch is on another one that I saw. I saw the other day. Um, I just, I just nothing as big as as. Not, sort of... I just think there's just so much FOMO at the moment as well. Mm. <laughs> I think that's true. Like there's so much to do. Um, there's so much to do actually in the bubble that leaving the bubble just seems maybe maybe a smidge redundant currently. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. There is, what, there is a war going on. You I, know, mean, and, I mean, there's a lot of people yeah, fighting that war yeah. again. <laughs> you know, now is not the time to take your holiday. Now is the time to fight. You know, there's Slargoid scouts to take out. Until until um. Uh, Palin and Ramtar are like, actually, no, we need you to start looking at other places so we can make you these amazing weapons. Then there'll be a huge amount of, I mean, you get extra things for first discoveries and we'll unlock better um, anti-Thargoid weapons for you. That'll stop people, stop people exploring. And then um, the Thargoids will just take over the whole bubble while people are out exploring getting <laughs> better weapons. It's a catch-22, isn't it? Yeah. Good. It could be a great community event, though. I mean, say that you've got one band of the community that think the war is uh, is not going in our favour. There may be a need of like a Battlestar Galactica set of fleet ships to sort of leave the bubble and go and try and plant another corner of the universe, you know, a seed of humanity in case the Thargoid war goes tits up. Go and go and like found another colonia, but actually put NPCs in there as well, kind of thing. Totally. Mm-hmm. Rather than it be the absolutely beautiful, amazing cluster that it currently that colonia is. <laughs> Colonia is so beautiful. It's is very pretty and purple. It is. It is pretty, but um, the BGS is terrible because it's all player faction. Mm. It is what it is. It absolutely is. Um, shall we, in that case, move on to our very, very good friend, the store alert. Store alert. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your eyes. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your eyes. And yes, we don't have anything new in the store right now. That being said, we still currently, I don't know how much longer they're going to be here for, there's still the golden and the chrome paint packs are in there as of time of recording, because I'm looking at it right now, but that might change relatively imminently. But we do have some new skins. There are the um, the Blizzard Evergreen paint packs. So... Um, not only are these available through um, uh, elite uh, elite partners and or anyone streaming elite dangerous um, can uh, you can watch them for up to two hours to get these packs. We also we being Lave Radio have ten 
of these um, Blizzard Evergreen paint. Are they? Um, is it all four, Ben? Yes, we've got all four to give away. We've got all four to give away. We're as, as of yet undecided as to how we're going to do the giveaway again. We'll probably come up with something by next week. That sounds right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Oh. Knock up another spot. The difference. Shall we, shall we? Shall we give? You know, we're 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 currently around a rare. I'm happy to say the first person who says the phrase that pays to us in location in a rare can. I don't mind them. Them. Oh, them. I don't mind them getting one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Go find Ben. That. I didn't what? understand it either. Just go find Ben and go and talk to him. Yeah, and apparently I didn't pick Chris up because he's too slow. <laughs> you might want to spell out exactly what system you're in. They're a rare. They they need, they know where a rare is. Oh, hang on. Miggle, Miggles is actually volunteering to get shot. Okay, go and shoot Miggles. Yeah, go and shoot Miggles then. If that if that works, if that if that will do that for the first one, and then we'll have some other ones to um to give away. And we'll we'll knock, we'll knock something up. It'll be fine. Keep an eye on our social media. I'm so sure I said that last time as well. <laughs> Chris, are you still in a rare? Sorry, Chris Mark Four. Are you still in a rare? Yes, I am. I'm waiting for oh. you to come back and pick me up. You've abandoned me. Okay, because it says you're in Ati Udi. <laughs> we're, we're professional. So professional. It's wonderful. I, I, I love you. It's great. Um, as I mentioned before, there are the um, Elite Dangerous partnered Twitch streams are also giving, um, uh, gi- I say giving away. Um, they also have the drops active. They have um, all four of the drops. You can also watch any Elite Dangerous streamer who has drops of um, drops enabled on their channel to get the Cobra Mark Three. Yes, Cobra Mark Three and Blizzard Evergreen paint job. Also on Frameshift Live next Thursday, they're giving away the Blizzard Ice Aspect Explorer. Giving away is the wrong word. Drops will be available for the um, uh, the Aspect Explorer. Um, Blizzard Ice, which is the, a blue one as well. Um, yeah, that's a very, very good point. There's something very, there's something different about these Twitch drops than there has been on previous Twitch drops. Every time when you when you get the drop, so when you get the um, the first drop, um, you have to go in and claim it before the timer starts for the second one. So just bear that in mind if you're watching anyone or you've allocated yourself a two hour period to get all of them from one from one streamer. You have to claim each one before it goes through. I think. And I imagine then we're going to have different colours for these Blizzard um, paint packs that show up in the store, which is normally the trend. Um, Sorry, was that a rhetorical question or do you want to say, yes, we agree with you? No, I don't need you to say any. I don't need you to say you agree with me. I just trust that you do, Ben. Okay, that's fine. I think what we'll do. It felt like you were waiting for me to say something. Sorry. No, no, I was, I was, um, I heard your mic did something strange, and I was like, okay, maybe he does want to speak. Maybe he does want to interrupt, and then he just threw me completely, completely off kilter with what I was going to say next. So you know what, Ben, the floor is yours. What would you like to say? Uh, Well, next up, we've done that, but haven't we? Um, I've got to scroll down. Uh, Do we have any other colours? No, we don't. No, we don't. I tell you what we'll do. We'll take a nice break, and when we come back, we'll hit up with our main discretion. How how about just that game? Get ready. L-A-V-E Radio. We all know what it's like. 
you're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of admiral, an imperial king no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Clary's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow. The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. 07 Commanders and welcome in. I'm Commander Psychic and with me, as always, is Command... Oh no, wait, this is Slave Radio. Attention, attention. Second technician Chris Forrester to the docking bay. The vending machine has broken. I repeat. Second technician Forrester to the docking bay. The vending machine has broken. Attention. Medical officer to the docking bay. Medical officer to the docking bay. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe even live there. Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality.
constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human body. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, free to live, and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail? Brewer Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. Oh, I love that advert so much. Oh, so beautiful. I love I love it so much. Jude, the, the Jude's dulcet tones with Stacoso over it. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, lovely stuff. Um, I, it has been pointed out to me um, that I totally miss the gownet section that we normally do, um, which is which is great. Um, which is great because it does sort of like really nicely lead into what our main discussion is going to be. So if you'll um, indulge me in talking about the things that came out in Galnet this week. Um, the first thing that happened was on the 5th of January, we had a notice saying that um, subject D2 um, departs on a lone mission. This was um, Albert Tessero saying, oh, no, we can't. Um, Sojane has, she's buggered off. Um, and she, what was her wording? It was I like... Unfinished business with there salvation. There it is. Oh, ho, ho. unfinished business with salvation. Amazing, amazing. We had we had that drop on the fifth of January, and a lot of um, a lot of speculation was born from that um, about um, various things, mostly around Salvation's current state and whether he remains um, uh, alive, um, alive or dead. Ben, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, what does this do to your your assertion that he's he's dead of the last week's jokes? Still. I'm I'm still very much of that opinion. You're on that horse. Um, I feel like I know I know there's a lot of there's a lot of different differing opinion on it, and um, there's um, I feel like it's incredibly open to interpretation. Um, saying that I saying that um, oh my god, why am I why am I flagging with this? The sal- no. um, the unfinished business. Saying that she has unfinished business to salvation. Um, because we still have people who support salvation there's still npcs and folks like that who are supporting salvation and um those people are there is there still needs probably from um from so's uh, from sojourner's um mindset is very much i need to absolutely ruin any bit of reputation that that man had um it's all all well and good him being dead but if a legacy lives on and these mistakes repeat themselves that's where the problem um arises so that would be that's my interpretation of what she's saying but i'm sure people have other interpretations alec Mm, yeah i was just gonna say that um i think I always got the impression at the time of the original, you know, cutscene that that he was dead, and then like there was all this sort of stuff, you know, the name of the carrier, which I think was always always just as a bit of a cock up that it was the name of whichever frontier devs carrier they happened to film the scene on. There was another one I hadn't 
that I hadn't spotted that I heard today, which was that the carrier is facing the wrong direction as well. It's side on, and yet his view is out the front window. Anyway, whatever, all these little reasons. Sort of feel like with this Galnet article, are they kind of retconning uh, a, a he's possibly now still alive thing? You know, because there's so much. I wonder if they, they Frontier just thought, no, he's dead. And then all the backlash, they thought, oh, we didn't make it clear enough. Hmm, wonder if we can run with this. Don't know. Maybe not. See, see, I, I've always been of the impression that until we see a body, he's alive. We did see a body. Yeah, didn't we even see? There wasn't even an identification of a body, wasn't there? Yeah, no. but it, this came as a press release like yeah, from but, his own corporation. Do you really... Well, they, prefer... sent independ- they sent independent people. Yeah, they were about as independent as a federal tax- taxation man. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm happy for you to. Um, I'm, I'm, I will happily be proved wrong. It's not like intrinsic to my um, uh, my enjoyment of Elite Dangerous. Whether um, I'm going to inst- I'm going to destroy Azimuth Biotech with him alive or dead, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. His uh, salvation's being alive or dead is. It's like one of those things that he's either going to be um, held accountable or we can't hold him accountable. So let's hold Torben Raidmaker um, accountable um, uh, instead in his stead. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think it. I think it's really interesting, and I think it is open for interpretation. This one, um, and then um, moving on from that, we had um, uh, yesterday. Um, Admiral Tanner received a presidential pardon, and there was much rejoicing. Um, they they decided you you know what you know what um, what Tanner did at the time, despite it being. Um, it maybe not being the right thing at the time. In hindsight, probably the right thing to do. So we're not um, we're not gonna um, uh, we're not gonna punish him anymore. Um, that said, that said, um, it is um, Zachary Hudson that made this executive order, which does scream of what is he doing to put himself in this good a light? That means he is messing up or um, trying to distract us from in the in the other side. Mm. But that leads us very nicely on to not only uh, from a technical standpoint. Um, ben is buzzing something chronic and it's making me lose my mind. Um, not only from a technical start standpoint, but from a story standpoint, what, how are you? What are you thinking um, that's going to happen in Elite Dangerous going forward in thirty three zero? Insert date here nine. Nine. Yes. First time. Wasn't even worried about it at all. Um, Alex, shall we start with you? Oh God! Uh, uh, do you want the law? Are, are we talking law here, and where, where the story is going to go? Yeah, let's start. We've, we've just done Galnet. Let's start. Let's start with go with where we think the story is going to go. Where where are our predictions? Well, I guess I guess you have to think. I, I suppose it ties into the game, obviously, because it's. I feel like they've got significant things planned for update fifteen and sixteen, and some of them might be quality of life things or whatever that don't need wrapping in Galnet, but there's there's clearly some big stuff that does. And so the story has to go there. And I guess if we if we dare to think, if we dare to dream that on foot 
Thargoid combat is coming, then I'm I'm thinking out loud here because I haven't I haven't really thought this through, but I'm just wondering where the story could go that would that would lead to a nice reveal on that. Um, do we think? I mean, one thing I'm curious about, I guess, is do do we think there could be another wave of Stargoids, or do we think these eight sort of seed points, if you like, are enough for the for the war to spread? I feel like they're probably enough. Actually, I did think at one point there'd be more, but I, I feel like what do we think? Do we think eight's it? I don't know because on paper it feels like we have less and less targets to sort of. Mm. Um, fight in each week. It feel it feels like okay. We've done we've done what we can in um, Taranis now. We've moved on to a couple of other ones. There are not that many planetary bases to fight at in, in the grand scheme of things at the moment. So um, yeah, we are we are having losses, but at the moment there isn't anything that we can do with those losses. There isn't anything that's been discovered. That we that we've been able to find that we can um, we can f- uh, find a way to sort of turn them back round to us. Are we running out of war? Are we running out of good jolly good war that we can get stuck into? I don't I don't know necessarily that we are. It's just from for me from from sort of where I've been been looking and um, there are pl- still planetary bases there. And I might be I might be incredibly mistaken in this, but it feels like. We we're fighting the ones that we can fight. Where when those ones get cleared and those ones get fixed, or or we manage to send the um, expel the Thargoid invasion, we then have um, that that's that's fine and that and that sorts itself out sort of on its own at the moment. There's not really it's something that Operation Ida found out that they cut. It's not a case that. Um, that we have to do anything to make those replenish. It's just like oh, over yeah. a period Thargoid of work. Cover is just a yeah, yeah, yeah. tick, isn't it? Yeah, which is a bit of a shame. It is a bit of a shame. Hopefully that will get sorted out and it'll it'll change. Um, it'll change at some point. But um, the flip side of that is the ones that we don't concentrate on and we don't we don't save. They become Thargoid controlled, and as far as I'm aware, at the moment there isn't a way to switch those back from being Thargoid controlled. I know um, AXI did experiments on on it and seeing if there is a way to stop them from being Thargoid controlled. Yeah, I don't think we found out yet. Hmm. Anyway, uh, does somebody else want to take the I, where the story can go and run with it? Because um, the, the only thing I'd, I suppose I'd add on, on, on where the story goes is, that, I mean, this is kind of obvious, I suppose, but I feel like we're going to get Aegis back for good or worse. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. What about you, Ben? I see what Alec is going with with the whole getting Egypt's back. I'm just not sure I agree with it. But then it wouldn't be unheard of for governments to blatantly ignore our our wish- wishes to go off and do something that's politically expedient. So, I mean, equally, it wouldn't be unheard of for the the populace to go and flip and go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we're getting our asses handed to us. Please invite Aegis back. We we didn't mean it, honest gov. <laughs> you know, um, I mean what what are the alternatives? We've we've had the the sort of evil megalomaniac who thought he could fix it all by himself and that that's backfired. Uh-huh. 
the st- you can't really have another another one of those because that's not very good storytelling. Um, but I suppose you could have you know a, a, a classic or not classic bit of storytelling would be to have the discredited um, Aiden Tanner and and or sort of slightly ineffectual, well, very ineffectual government organisation um, come back stronger and better and do the job that Salvation cocked up. I don't know. The so, um, the so Tanner Tessero team up that we all needed, like like the biggest mashup on, in the world, better than Endgame. Is this what you're on about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. Avengers assemble. Yeah. Ages assemble. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, speaking about Avengers, although not really, mm. uh, going back to the original uh, law. Where the original Thargoids and the and the Guardians and stuff wasn't it the Guardians AI that went off and did all the fighting, and then we heard nothing about the the Guardians AI. Is there not a pocket of Guardians AI that could possibly come back and and come in and be a completely out of left field? I'd yes. love that. Yeah. Yes, yes, that, that that's missing from all this, isn't it? From from the entire sort of back nearly two years worth of of Galnet. I mean, either. It, I can't believe that um, they're just going to let the whole Guardian thing just be this archaeology story that's dead and dusted. And they have been very quiet about it, haven't they? Surely we're going to have some Guardian stuff. So we still we we still have the um, we still have the low hanging fruit of the Grelix. That ha- we have no we have no resolution on that as of yet, and um, we have these. Um, what 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 people calling them like apple candy or some something like that? But we have those still there that apparently um, Palin and Ramtar are, are looking at and looking to see what what can what can be done of them. I think they are the things that hold the key, and that, that that's your your guardian tie-in, I reckon. Yeah. Okay. No, good point. Yeah. No, we have Grelix. We have um, possible guardian resurgence. What other, what other sort of pieces have or, we got in the puzzle? Or some like weird hybrid of Guardian, Guardian and Thargoid technology that we can use, especially with Sojourne with all her um, hybridness with the human. She, she's effectively, in the loosest possible terms of the word, she's a human Thargoid hybrid yeah. in, in very, very inverted commas. Did anyone listen to, I think it was last week's uh, Witch Space News, uh, or it might have been a special before that from, from the Burr pit. So Burr had a sort of, has been continuing his his speculation on, on D2 and the idea that D2 could, I, th- I think, if I remember rightly, his thinking was that maybe um, update 14 would be a power play update, including the Thargoids, and that D2 could be the equivalent of the figurehead or the spokesperson um, for the Thargoid side of that bit of power play. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd buy it, but it was interesting. It's certainly an angle. Simply because we can't communicate with Thargoids because they're too alien, but we could communicate with D2. I think that's the the main... Uh, Like a translator? Yeah. I, 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 I certainly feel, I certainly feel like that, the, the the hybrid aspect of it um has is very is very interesting i don't i don't know that i would like it i i really like this idea that thargoids are 
alien and their thinking is alien and we will never be able to communicate with them. I feel like the minute we can start <laughs> start delivering um, pamphlets or whatever it is you do in Powerplay to Thargoids, <laughs> it'll all get a bit silly. And <laughs> I really want to deliver. I really, really want to deliver mugs to Thargoids now yeah. and that's the play. <laughs> that is the Powerplay that we always needed in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I can see another variant of Too Hot, Too Messy, where we have to take mugs through every single Thargoid. Oof. Drop it in drop it in on their bases as well. Yeah. What happens when you put a mug in a base? They must have tried that, surely. Oh, oh it's like so- someone definitely has. <laughs> <laughs> How caught up are you, Forza, on, um, on the happenings and what's been going on? Yeah, so Guardian Technology, that's that's probably about as far as, uh, okay, as I got. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, up to, I'm up to date in terms of, you know, what's, uh, what's happened since the blast, and I'm pretty much up to date with the stuff that's come out, but there's a massive gap between what's happening now and probably about the last six months, so... Uh, I'm probably not the one to add in much in this one, uh, apart enough. from throwing in sort of like stuff from left field and things like that. But, I mean, would we like to see... Because I'm just trying to think about what sort of stuff you have in films and normally when you're going up against a, an incredibly powerful faction think of like v the miniseries there's always like that sort of that mini group within the the alien race that's prepared to help you out so i'm wondering if there's going to be some sort of a, a smaller faction within the thargoids that don't think it's right to you know to blow me to smithereens every time i face one of them um and you know offer us some sort of olive branch with that uh, that translation thing that you're talking about and mm-hmm. maybe it could be sort of like good thargoids versus bad thargoids and us sort of thing so we, we talked about that sort of um last year didn't um before yeah. before that all went through because we had um everyone going all oh, thargoids are bad and that kind of thing and then we had joy sen with her podcast or or her cast whatever it was um and they they sent off that mega ship to go and um talk to the thargoids and saying what if there is a um an equivalence within the thargoids going saying the same thing like humans are friends not food that kind of stuff <laughs> so that's 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 really interesting that's really interesting that coming to it you're you're oh, there's also another suggestion that's that's been been there what about um outside of thargoid combat outside of um anything that's that's been going on with the thargoid i know this is going to be the, the thargoids and salvation and all of that kind of um stuff is going to be hugely prevalent do you think there's anything anything else coming that's outside of that that we talked we joked about finding another um uh, uh, like securing another bubble somewhere. Do we genuinely feel like that could potentially be a possibility? Maybe not this. Year. Mm, yeah, m- even this year. I have one thing. I don't know this. I, I, I thought this was where you were going, but it isn't. But probably I'll say not. It. No, go, I'll, go I'll for say it. it anyway. While I remember, funnily enough, yeah, you remind re- reminded me of this when you were on stream, and uh, we were trying to decide whether the club was mentioned anywhere in. The code. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now, what intrigued me, and you, you spotted, which I'd completely forgotten, is there's that crime syndicate called the Consortium or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and it was a fairly odd thing in Galnet, unless I've forgotten that that seemed a bit. They mentioned this 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 crime consortium, and then it did it lead to anything? I feel like it didn't lead to anything. It's the consortium. This is in the Codex, isn't it? 
Yeah, but there was, it was in Galnet, and it popped up at a time when there was a lot else going on, and then suddenly there was this random Galnet about this crime syndicate called the Consortium, and was there a CG to do with it? And it just seemed so out of the blue and yes. irrelevant. And then they got another... That It was after that, it was around that Galnet article, that they got put into the Codex, and then nothing came of it. Yeah, why are they so important? I feel like we don't yet know why they're so important it seems odd that they have this massive entry in the codex it could, cer- it could certainly be like a reimagining of what the what the club was but with different players things along those lines that's a that's an absolute possibility that could also all tie into because it's talking about high profile people isn't it in that in that article i can't yeah. i can't remember but that that could also tie into um and and speaking of loose ends, I also kind of feel like I always found the Dredger Clan stuff a little bit unsatisfactory. Like it felt like it didn't lead anywhere interesting. But maybe that's just me. I felt like there was more to the story of the Dredger Clans that we'd see them again, or I don't know. It didn't quite didn't quite land with me. It was like, hang on, we're, <laughs> where's this going? And then it felt to me like it didn't really. So. Um... My law guy, Katie, has just um, remind, just advised that we're, we might be um, mixing stories about that. The one with the CG was against the Red Family ships. Ah, okay. I don't know if they're the ones they're the ones that are mentioned in the consortium or whether there was... The consortium, aren't they... Don't they have a base or aren't they a faction that's really far away? They they have like a, a faction and a and a base that's outside of the bubble, and then they got their Galnet article. Ah, oh, that rings a bell. Yeah, I suppose that's what I'm getting at. There's a lot of loose ends, and I'm just trying to think whether we, there's any way these suddenly all coalesce and we go, aha! I know what next year's storyline is, but I'm, nothing. I'm just getting lots of loose ends. They don't seem to relate. That all of these pieces of red string that we're connecting, they don't have, they don't have um, ends to them. Um, Should have got a cork board out, Dan. Yeah, we need one of those. We need a, we need the lave um, conspiracy cork board. <gasps> that could be a segment. I'm excited. Um, ben, uh, I'm just thinking about people who could help us against the Thargoids still. And what about the original people to help us out against the Thargoids? And what what? What about some kind of resurrection of Galnet? Not Galnet, uh, Galcop. Can you remind me how, uh, what was this? What was the? How did Galcop interact with the Thargoids? What was the story there? Well, Galcop were basically the faction, essentially, back in the original um, Elite. You know, I was we, about to say that's pre-Elite Dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, it is all pre-Elite Dangerous, but you know, Galcop Gal were the big boys before the Pilots' Federation and everything like that took over and ran a fairly successful galaxy-wide, well, bubble-wide at least, government before it all got split into the Federation and Empire and uh, Alliance and things like that. I I don't know what caused the down, downfall of Galcop, I have to admit. Well, I'm just reading... I, 
if the wiki's true, it says um, Galcott played a significant role in the first conflict against the Thargoids in 3125, but the focus on military involvement at the expense of trade left it economically exhausted, allowing the other two superpowers to lure away existing and prospective member worlds. Combined with a corruption scandal that disgraced officials at the highest levels, Galcott diminished rapidly before dissolving its charter in 3174. And just to clarify, that that's not based on elite danger. I just wanted to make sure that we were clarifying that. But I'm thinking if, you know, we don't trust Aegis, we don't trust, um, oh, who else to develop the microbiotes again? Azimuth Biotech. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They come across as really trustworthy. So we had Aegis, we had Azimuth, Inra, that's it. Yeah, we don't trust, don't trust in. Inra. Yeah, I don't know so... what you mean. They seem perfectly stable. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, maybe there might be a chat time for a trustworthy faction with military PST, Tesro, So, and Tanner. That's a faction right now. Okay. <laughs> um, Avengers assemble. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's there's room for Galcop to. Return as the power we need. Do you feel like Galnet were Galnet Gal, easy? Do you feel like Gal Cop were trustworthy, having not played, having not played that game, um, or really, really delved into any law that is outside of um, Elite Dangerous Canon? Um, do you feel that Galnet Gal Cop, Gal Cop. were trust, trustworthy? Uh, all I can say is they the, they're not the ones who went off and developed a genocidal virus. So you I know, mean. That's, that's, it's not exactly a high bar, but you know, seems better than seems seems better than people who are willing to commit genocide. Um, on you know, and equally seems better than people who are willing to murder their own delivery people. So, in, a, in an elite dangerous world um, where the Federation, Empire, and Alliance exist. Where they didn't, I believe, when Gal Cop existed, is that is that accurate? Or they they Gal Cop they were Gal was Gal Cop predates it and things like okay. that. Okay, um, so we there would need to be something that if you you're saying that there would need to be something again that all superpowers would be would agree on in an Aegis format. Format along along the lines of Aegis, but what what would make what would make Galcop or whatever this new iteration of Galcop? What would make them different to Aegis and make them more trustworthy? The fact that they didn't go off and commit genocide. Did Aegis commit genocide? Was it Aegis or was it Inra? Uh, is there a difference? Inra. Well, isn't there? Not really in my book. Okay. Um. I just thought I, my my yeah. understanding was that Aegis were the ones doing the doing the research. I I, think, I I've always been of the opinion it's kind of potato potato. Okay. Aegis um, Aegis. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cut the whole thing off. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm I'm just I'm just yeah. I really like hearing other people's theories. I um I get off on this. Um, quite literally, it's not a problem. By all means, tell me what your theories are. It's great. Um. I 
I don't I don't think that Aegis and um, Inwa are potato potato. I think probably the potato tomato I, at this point. I, I just I don't trust either of them. Well, that's clear because we 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 voted as a populist to yeah. not trust Aegis anymore, and then we had. Um, um, and then we we got stuck with Azimuth, and of, as we know, recent history dictates that that went perfectly, and there were no problems whatsoever. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just the whole. Okay, we can't have them. We don't want them. We don't want them. Who could we trust? And I don't know of anything in Galcop's history and past that was as despicable as the things that they did. Not knowing now, this, this is, like, I, this I, is like I dangerous. Cannot, I cannot fact was. check you on this. Yeah. I cannot fact check you on what Gal Galcop did. Um, this, this is where we need Alan or Dave Hughes. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll just go it turn right. <laughs> I will just chip in from chat. Um, Katiana and Beetlejude have both pointed out that Aegis have nothing to do with Inra, which which I thought was the case, but I confess I didn't have the confidence to 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 say that. But yeah, they, they're not related, are they? Aegis and Inra. Absolutely not. No, no. Okay. it's all good though. But it, it, like, I mean, your trust of them doesn't doesn't need to be um, true. Uh, uh, unrelated. If you if you're just suspicious of um, named companies <laughs> in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elite Dangerous, that's fine as well. Here's another thing, actually, that I was gonna that suddenly occurred to me. Of course, I we was sort of you know groping around for who's who's going to help us defeat the big bad, but. Of course, this new mechanic, this war that Frontier have invested a lot of development effort in, yeah. in in putting in. I mean, they don't want it to stop. I don't think the players want it to stop. It's 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 fun. Mm. Uh, it's a bit like when way 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 back when we very first got the burning stations. I remember thinking because because they tended to get fixed quite quickly and stop burning. Mm-hmm. And they were so spectacular. And I remember thinking, this this is a bit of an awkward one because, you know, you want to leave this in the game forever for new players to experience. So, so you sort of don't ever want to solve this problem. And equally with the war, you sort of don't ever really want it to stop because it's a, you know, it's a game mechanic. They've invested it. It's it's fun. You don't want it to not be in the game anymore. That would be a shame. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe they, you know, in a way they don't frontier as you know as as writers of the story they don't really want to write out the war yeah in that- want to i mean mm-hmm. the bubble the bubble's big the bubble's big but you, you could always just push the war to the outskirts of the bubble couldn't you and keep it there keep it smoldering in one small corner so if people want to do that there's always a place for them to go to it yeah it's it's really um Yes, absolutely. I feel like again, it's something like, and I I joked about it on my on my how to rank up with the federation um, bits and pieces that I've done, and it literally says if you're lucky enough that there are burning stations in the galaxy and you can rescue some um, rescue some NPCs from a burning station because it was so rare um, that that kind of thing was happening. Um, the fact that there's there's so much stuff to be doing and getting involved with, I don't want to I don't want to take that away from anybody, but the the same thing over and over is going to make the people who are doing a lot of it a little bit a little bit bored. You're right. It's tricky, isn't it? Because also the people that are doing it, in a way, the reason you're doing it is because you want to win. 
Mm-hmm. That's the end goal. And so, how, yeah, how do you, I don't know how you, that's a difficult one for Frontier, I think, because you don't want to people to twig that this is never going to end because that makes it pointless doing it. But equally, it's quite fun and you sort of don't want it to end. Yeah, difficult. Set the goalposts, though. So the goalposts could be just to push Thargoids out of the bubble. I see. You know? Right. Yeah. Shove, Build shove a wall them. around them and make them pay for it. Yeah. Push them in, <laughs> push them in that sort of northwesterly colonia direction, and then oh, that'd be awesome. Do you think we could kite them over to colonia? <laughs> <laughs> that is one hell of a kite! Holy shit! Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not particularly worried though, because we've still got 386 thargoid controlled systems. So yeah. we've still got our work cut out for us. Now the, the, these are the con- controlled systems which, at the moment, we don't um, we don't have. Um, and by all means, please let us know in the comments or anywhere that you can if there is if, the, if anyone has found a different way to do it. And I'm talking recently and not many many months in the future when maybe there will be a, a, a way to um, stop Thargoids controlling a system so we can win back some of these bases that we've lost. Um, especially for some of the player factions that have lost yeah. bases. That would be lovely. Um, but um, a lot of those Thargoid-owned systems are currently ones that we can't really do anything with. And we, we have no, my understanding, we have no sort of other way of interacting with them or um, We've got no way satisfaction to get of winning. Yeah, we don't have that satisfaction of winning, as Alec, as he was saying. Mm. Yeah, so Sorry, this is I basically to... something Frontier need to give us the game mechanics in order to actually deal with that, with the Thargoid-controlled stuff then. And maybe that lies in Gwalex. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you don't think, oh... Or oh, some more CG. I'm just thinking, could Grelix give us the, the, the means to deal with Maelstroms? That's, That's what I think. That's what I think as I, well. I think we're... I, I think... Okay, one thing I think that... We'll, come talking speculation of the new year is that I, th- I, th- I think what Grelix are going to give us is some kind of at the very least caustic resistant hull so that you can forget you can you know say so no worries about caustic damage when going into the maelstrom uh, yeah and then the only other thing I say the only it's a massive thing but the other thing we're then missing is the ability to get past this force that pushes us back out when we get close in, and, do you think a Grelic could give... You know how we've got the neutralizer? Yes, you know, it feels a uh, bit like a neutralizer. Could, could, we, could, we, could we get another equivalent of that? Yeah, yeah, that would do it, actually. So, so, so we've already got um, caustic-resistant cargo racks, so extend that to the entire hull. And then um, a big... <laughs> a big F-off force neutralizer. Those could both come from Grelic Research. Can I backtrack on something you yeah, said? Yeah, absolutely. Feel free. Ben, which um, is something that's been on my mind. It's just an incidental thing, but it intrigues me. So, 300-odd Thargoid-owned systems, is that right? 386, yeah. Okay. So, doing some maths in my head, that's 40-odd per Maelstrom. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they're not necessarily evenly distributed. What I don't get is if you go to the Galaxy map... And you sort of zoom out a bit so that you can see, you know, and arrange the galaxy map so you can see all eight maelstroms arranged on your screen. 
And if you have all the markers turned on that show all the systems that are in one of the four thyroid states, it doesn't look like there's anything like 40 per maelstrom. What am I missing? Do you know what I mean? Have a, next time you're at the galaxy map, have a look. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just it looks like there's about 10 per maelstrom. Sorry, yeah, it, it doesn't look like that many. Yeah, you, you're... But there ought to be 40 per maelstrom to add up to 300-odd systems. So I don't quite get it. Yeah, I'm just trying to do, the, do, do what you're saying in the galaxy map just now. Yeah, I'm watching mm. the stream. There's a bit of a lag. But if you zoom yeah. in, each of those, there should be 40 of those little icons per maelstrom. Have you got all of the things? Um... Right, I've got show maelstrom. We've got the mega ships. We don't, we don't need. We've got under attack. We've got abandoned. We don't. I guess we don't have the whole. We don't have anything show, that fully don't, indicates. Don't have stuff control. that show. Yeah, that shows full control. Can uh, you? Uh, is okay. there? Is there a way to? What, um, what about? Um, I've lost it. No, not there. Not what about in? Um, in Here. superpower or something? With well, what we've got map mode civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. So what's they looking like? Um, sorry, I, I am aware this makes for great radio. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we're just curious. So if you want to check everything that isn't, um... well, I'm I'm getting rid of the the non, and Thargoids are green. No, because that's all places where there are there were human bases. Terracoff guess... is saying Thargoid war mode. Does that highlight all the systems? That that's what I was in. A three hour. Oh, okay. Sorry, listeners. This maybe isn't very interesting. Yeah. Sorry, we're just I trying was, to find I was the trying to visualize sure. nearly 400 systems and I was failing miserably. Anyway, it could just be that they're not showing us stuff that we can't do anything with yet. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, we, all we can basically see is places where there are stations that are being attacked, stations that are um, buggered, and they're not showing us the other things, are they? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was a spoon just shared the. Um the Defense Council of Humanities Overwatch page, which has got a list of all of them and showing like a metric button, and that is the technical term of um, systems that are controlled, and it does look look right. And um, we'll pop that into show notes if you do. If you don't if you don't know what it is. Um, I'll, I'm literally popping it in right now because I'm proactive. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, yeah, there does seem to be a lot, but I don't know if it's. If it's translating, especially at least for me, it doesn't feel like it's translating like that for um, on the gal the gal map, and maybe that's why I feel like we're doing so well. Looking at that big list, it doesn't feel like we're doing particularly yeah. well. I'm not gonna lie. And that's why I'm thinking. I, thought, I think if we saw like you know 400 Thargoid markers on our map, we might be a bit less complacent. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. That's really interesting. Okay. So we've um, we've we've covered quite a lot of law so far. I'd love to discuss with you what you would like to see um, gameplay wise in the next year of Elite. And I'm I'm pr I'm very aware that there is absolutely going to be a crossover on this, but I would also like to start with Forza on this one. If there's any sort of gameplay things that you've not had. Or you, you're you're wishing for in having coming back to elite? Yeah, it's a difficult one actually because 
obviously I'm the guy whose cup overfloweth at the moment because there's so much for me to actually be getting on with. And there's lots of stuff that I would like, like lifts that take more than one person, for example. I think it could be a great game of seeing how many people you can cram into that lift given it's a a 600 kilogram limit. Uh, So that would be nice. Walking into ships would be nice. But for me, oh, I don't know. I would quite like to do the old sort of ship-to-ship combat in terms of being able to board um other people's ships and i know we can walk around um fleet carriers and stuff but maybe having having some sort of player versus player combat take over ships and stuff would be would be one of the things that i would like to see i don't think it's going to come in the next year because obviously that's a massive piece of um development time which they've obviously spent a lot of time doing the war i think everything that is going to happen in the next year is going to be around around the war so i don't know it's, it's interesting because i'm I don't think, one of the things that we're talking about what we want, but one of the things I don't think I want is I don't think I want uh, face-to-face Thargoid combat on the ground. Um, Why is that? I'm curious. I, I like the faceless enemy. I think it's scarier being a faceless enemy than, than than coming out and being yet another thing that we've seen from Starship Troopers or something along those lines. I mean, Hollywood does a great job of providing us with many and very different alien archetypes that you can go after you know the thargoids are something that unique to us unique to elite and i don't know i mean what are you going to do you're going to put a little thargon on wheels so it's a srv or or something similar i just don't think they're going to be as good as what we've actually got up in space so for that side of things i don't know i wouldn't really be up for it um Again, unless they do something a completely different sort of design of a Thargoid that looks cool on the ground, I don't know where you'd go with that one. So Mm -hmm. I think there's certainly plenty for me to be getting on with for the next year, trying to play catch-up. But um, from that side of things in the war, no. It's going to be interesting to see where they take it. Nice. Nice. That's that's a a really interesting perspective. Um, I, I kind of... I'm, I go through, like, days of completely agreeing with you and then also wanting to shoot a Thargoid in the face with a, gun, <laughs> with a pistol. Um, What's to say you haven't already shot a Thargoid in the face? You know, we, we I, mean, I mean, art, but... hybrid is the big theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 I don't know. It's just, it's a very difficult thing to try and get something unique in this day and age and i do think what they've done with the thargoids out in space and the sounds and the way they act and everything else is 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 purely something that's elite and elite dangerous uh if they go down to trying to get something that interacts on planets i'd be hard pushed to think of anything that we haven't seen some sort of likeness of before yeah yeah um i know um i know we we've spoken before on um uh, on here and on um on other podcasts that i have done about thargoids talking about um the fact that maybe maybe the ships themselves are just mm-hmm. the thargoids um which means oh my god they're absolutely massive um but but also we're, we're already looking at their faces we're already seeing them for what they are there's, there's no other other bit of a thargoid to see we've 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 experienced what it is there so um but but then i also go through that phase of like again i wanting my own starship troopers moment of having a group of us with um many daca cannons and just shooting at wave upon wave and then a big boss at the end just have this horrible feeling of you know someone in Ev Dev Towers, one of the art team that have been doing all these on-ground Thargoids design, 
listening back to this podcast and then looking around his desk area where he's got sort of parts of our concept art and then hearing us say, I don't think I really want to see a Thargoid on the ground and sort of like wiping <laughs> off like a year's worth of concept work. Oh, and, one Based on the information on Lave Radio, it's fine. Nobody from from Frontier listens to Lave Radio. It's not a problem. I ben, think you it's were, <laughs> Ben, you were saying about you wanted to say something about the fact that they have a cockpit. Yeah, I mean, you know, you go off and look at a Cyclops or any of the other interdictor ones, and they have got a they've got a blatantly obvious cockpit that you can see through. Cockpit and there are, guy. Yeah, the, I the structures. The structures inside of it, though. Oh, but and you, you can see... we've got structures inside our eyes. We've got like I don't know. I, I'm I'm not going to go into eye anatomy. Yeah, bones <laughs> and rods and irises. Yeah, we've got all yeah. that kind we've of stuff. All that stuff. But, yeah, I just it looks too much like a glass cockpit to me. Well, it's one big eye. It's been look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I've just had an epiphany moment. But mm. the original, the 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 first um thargoids, the easier thargoids are called. Cyclopses. Dum dum dum. Who's the name? At this point, I'm literally just doing this to piss off my sister, who's <laughs> <laughs> very angry at me right now. Yeah, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's something inside of them. I'm pretty sure that at some point we'll get Thargoid human hybrid thingy bobbers. Because um, you know, otherwise, why would Subject G9 be put inside of a Thargoid. You know, unless she's some weird act that probably isn't very consensual. I don't think it was particularly consensual, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm not I'm I'm it implies that the you know, I, I fully believe the the Thargoid ships are bi- biomechanical in nature, but I don't think that they are the Thargoid in inverted yeah. commas. Yeah, I see it much more like the the Volon or the Shadow Vessels from Babylon Five than some giant space whale thing that happens to be rather aggr- aggressive. A sp- giant space jellyfish. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but as I said the other week, I am completely with Fozza that I also. I'm not convinced that I want the the Starship Troopers moment. The 2001 was far more po- powerful with the big weirdness remaining the big weirdness. Um, same, you know, less is more. So, we- sure, give us give us some kind of non-humanoid daka daka, but maybe it could be the the ground equivalent of a Thargoid scout or something. Would that change? Here's a hypothetical for you. Thargoids never get out of their um never get out of their ships unless they're in the maelstroms and they're going they return to the maelstroms and they dock and whatever's in the center of that maelstrom, you then have Thargoids walking around. Would would that change if we if the object is not fighting Thargoids on the ground in um in human occupied space because they're not they're not strong enough. Well, yeah. they're not strong enough to face us there. But if we if we take the party to them, infiltrate their bases, and then infiltrate like hypothetically, let's say a maelstrom is a um, a Thargoid base. Hypothetically, we um, that is our um, our um, 
Odyssey content is actually infiltrating the inside of these maelstroms, getting out of our ships, and then start blasting. Would that change your... Would that be a happy medium for you? That's the question I'm trying to pose. Poss- we'll go to Alec. Poss- yeah, I'd say possibly. Um, but yeah. go, to Al- go to Alec. Yeah, yeah, the only thing I was going to add to that is, is you know, the idea of... I, I think some of this was in chat and some was what Fuzzer was saying, but... Yeah, the on-foot Thargoids, it's very difficult for those to live up to our imagination. Mm-hmm. And like you say, we've seen it all before with Starship Troopers and things. So, hmm, thinking about it, they could be a bit of a disappointment. But, but, if the, I like this, if the only place you saw them was on the Thargoid mothership, that gives you the opportunity to cloud them in smoke. And I know Psychic will have a go at me here on, um, um, what's the word? Um, accessibility issues, but you know, oh. imagine if 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 the if the mothership was full of strobe lights. No, absolutely <laughs> the fuck not. <laughs> okay, it's a shame but, because it would be awesome. But but imagine some kind smoking, of, imagine some if you kind could only ever see the thargoids well, in can, bad light and and strobe lights. It, if you that, can only see awesome. them like dim lighting and um, speci- like timed effects under the consult- consultation of an accessibility advisor, I Thank am you. all for. However, um, just flashing a light in someone's face is just like, in 2023, yeah. that is a piss poor attempt at I'm doing something. <laughs> um, I mean, you've got, I, th- I think you, you've got the Jaws or the alien effect that we want. And those characters were all, all gained by being bloody hard to see. I, yeah. I think, like, our, our, our opportunity here is to, but well, I say our opportunity there, but, like, from a speculation standpoint, the opportunity is there to um, make this something um, that is sufficiently spooky, sufficiently scary, su- sufficiently, um, uh, like, actually alien. feeling like sufficiently deadly and alien in that, People genuinely get you. You are giving commanders the um, the opportunity to opt in or opt out, and that would be a real end level, end game um, on foot PVE content, something along those lines. I don't know. Mm. Hopefully, we, we, went, well, we, went we don't know. Back to Thargoids when we started, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we went straight back to Thargoids when we started talking about um, uh, mechanics that we'd want. I think, um, I think. I mean, that's because Thargoids are the obvious thing for this year, really, isn't it? Oh, well, uh, well they, they've clearly put a lot of time into it already. I'd like to see. Um, I'd I'd like to see something happen with with power play. I don't know what. Something to make it more interesting and engaging, maybe. Um, rather than just like signing up to one person for four weeks and then. Um, not doing anything. However, everything is overshadowed by my want to do, um, uh, make sure that I'm doing my part with the Thargo combat. Ah, oh, that's a very good point. Ben, Ben, go for it. Yeah, I just thought of something that we, we were talking about earlier today, just in our, in our little chat. And it's like, you know, all of us have got far too much re- real world money, hardly, far too much in game credits. And we all agree that. Engineering is a bit of a grindy ball ache. And I think, you know, just we were just talking about the idea of you know, what about if we went off and gave 
you know, gave somebody a stupid amount of money to give us a pre-engineered widget, and he'd be like, you know, a bit like how you can get the G G one to five things, but or the pre-engineered suits, but just rank that up all the more so, and make them less scarce and make them more expensive. And make us not have to do that bloody grind. I think we'd all be rather happy. Yeah, I mean, my money in game is is utterly pointless. Well, well, it's interesting. I, I suppose I'm in an in-between set. I've got about two and a half billion, so I don't have enough for a fleet carrier, but I don't particularly want one. Yeah, but you're, you're saying ignore, that's me. I'm... But ignoring the fleet carrier, two and a half billion is a ludicrous amount of money. I have literally nothing to spend it on, no reason to earn any more, no reason to give a shit if I lose some. It's it's absolutely meaningless. And so, yeah, I, like you, you were saying, I, I would gladly pay h- half a billion for a jump assist suit. Yeah. Gladly. Yeah. Although I think you... you... We were talking in chat earlier on, and you're right. The the, the economy in Elite Dangerous is a bit messed up when a suit costs more than a than a sidewinder. Yeah, that's that that's just, just crazy talk. A the ships. The thing that, that that also makes me laugh with that is that there is a possibility for a ship to have two power regulators in it, two working power regulators in it. If you um and find a crash ship on the ground, um, and yet one of those power regulators powers an entire base. <laughs> the, the economy there's a bit off as well. Yeah. <laughs> again, I mean, breaking through the the barriers of space and time should be rather power intensive. Quite. And obviously, you know, we're, we're obviously breaking all of those rules by doing frame shift drives and traveling faster than light. So, yeah, I, I could I could understand why it needs a few of them. Yeah, but why are they so cheap to buy the ship then? Because reasons. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm gonna buy a whole base. I'm gonna yeah. buy a whole base for the cost of a sidewinder. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's 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 all a pilots' federation conspiracy. They're heavily discounting. Nah, it's even, a downpop conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even um, the even sort of like yeah, they're just discounting everything. What was the what was the other thing that I, I was gonna say? Um, I really don't like Eve Online. I want. To, I'm going to kill Apophis and other other um, <laughs> thing. But um, I really, really don't like um, don't like Eve Online. I don't like the way that it plays. Um, I get it. I get that people enjoy it, and that's um, all well and good for them. I gave it a go. Not for me. What I do like about Eve Online is the fact that people can sell um, components yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. I would love to see a centralized hub in Elite of people like asking for specific components or um, I want a grade four engineered what's it or something on those lines. Here's what I want for the specs and give people the opportunity. Cause I really like engineering. I really, really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Give people the opportunity to go and buy that thing, make that thing and then sell it to this centralized hub at a standard cost based on the amount of the items. And then the, the person who's asking for it, pays a set a standard set cost for it. I think that would be that would be a really interesting fun mechanic. There you go, guys, you've heard it here first. Laid <laughs> is the new jitter. <laughs> I'd, I'd be I'd be down for it. I think I think that I think that'd be really I that's the one thing from Eve I'd like to see in Elite. 
I mean, could, it's it's basically an auction house, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but I don't. I really don't want it to be something um, that there's always going to be a little bit of pe- uh, of ways that people would be able to monetize it outside of game. But if there's got to, if there was a way that you can regulate it, I'd love to see something along those lines. Rather than rather than like marking it up by um, a thousand percent or anything like that, but just a way to a way to use the use the extra material, especially because a lot of people I know a lot of folks who max out on on for engineering materials a lot. I am not that person, but I know that there are people who do, and. If there is a way that they would be able to make uh, a suit with jump assist, for example, for someone, and then pop it onto the um, onto the central hub at a set figure, the hub pays them for it, um, and then a, a commander can go and look at that hub and go, "Oh, I want that. I'll buy it." I don't think that's a, that's a terrible idea. No, I love it. I think it's that's what I want to see this I love year. It. I don't give a shit about Thargoid Combat. I want to be able to make a jumpsuit for someone and have them buy it off me. I'll buy it. <laughs> Unless anybody else has anything that they wish to add, I think we should probably move over onto, onto our shout-out section. By all means, speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, I didn't really get to say what I wanted game dev-wise in the Well, new you do that then, Alec. But it's really simple. Bug fixes, please and thank you. Stop working on new f- new features. Fix the old bugs. Thank you. Ooh, boring. Oh, so, God, you're such a nerd. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, though, Alec. What, what exactly, what bug fixes is really keeping you up at night? Uh, what, oh, there's loads, um, Alec. I know, th- I know these. I mean, you know, I quite like it if the shadows didn't flicker quite so much. I quite <laughs> like it if um, the uh, the the mining scanner thing worked properly. Oh, God, I could, you know, if I sat down for half an hour, I could write out 50 of them. Alec would just go through the bug report and be like, yep, that one's what that one that affects me. That affects me. All of these affect me. Yeah, just go to the issue tracker. There's there's loads. There's loads. Mm-hmm. And, and there's getting and there's more every minute. I mean, just just stop doing new stuff and fix the bugs. Would be would be my wish for the next year, but there you go. Okay. So fingers crossed bug fixes. Come on. Come on, Frontier, we believe. We have the we have the patience, we can believe. Um so we will move on to the shout outs now. I'm so sorry, Alec, for um leaving you out there. My apologies. Um We will um, say that while the team on Dex Island take a well-earned break before this series to return, there's plenty of material to fill the void. Point your audio assistant to your favourite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and with the writer, Emily Inkpen. There's also plenty of bonus materials and merch at thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds go towards the making of Season 2. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 2030, uh, 8.30pm. Uh, <laughs> you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. We are also giving shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year or so, uh, our standard regular contributors. Um, we have 
flight assist, which you can still listen to all the old episodes. I'll watch this space. Hopefully, we might give you something at some point. Um, the God Frequency and Loose Screws. Um, following <coughs> this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, just provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Um, thanks to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and the in-game commanders. Who have you had with you today? And have you so have anybody we, shot Miggles? We've got Siberius who flatly refused to shoot Miggles. That's that's disappointing. And so you know we were like, yeah, please shoot Miggles. I'll hold him down for you. And like, no, I just want to come and wave at him. So, uh, yeah, it's, we, we admire his passivity. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, even, even if we did want to see Miggles die, only love, not war. Here, then I understand. Um, so special thanks to Commander Tacoso, JM Trax, and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. That is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up on facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet Lave Radio on Twitter. Toot Lave Radio at spacey.space on Mastodon. Jeez, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders can come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. I will add there, keep an eye on our socials because we will likely be putting something up for um, with which to win these um, Blizzard paint packs um, over the next couple of uh, over the next couple of days. Um, also, the other thing, we do have um, a mostly clueless section, which there is an opportunity which you can submit tips and advice for... Um, uh, elite dangerous commanders so please come and do that as well we'd love to see them um lave radio is recorded live on a tuesday evening at 8 30 p.m and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live are we doing this and we're doing this thank you to alec thank you psychic good thank night you. everyone thank you to ben good night psychic and thank you to Fozza. good night all Hey, here we go. And special thanks to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Thank you. Nail. Until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Ah, oh, damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Officer on deck. As you were, pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on basic anti-Xeno combat in Elite Dangerous. We noticed some of you rooks having some issues with this, so we scheduled this training. Knowing when you're ready to take on the Thargoids can be the difference between your future as a part-time seat cushion deformer and a background temperature sensor anomaly. Let me just start by saying that I'm giving this briefing under protest and against my better judgment and after having my arm twisted. Because if you're a nugget, you've got no business tangling with some plant-slash-bug hybrid that wants to cover you in goo that has a pH so high it needs to be written as an exponent. Yeah, I know that pH is technically already an exponent, but that was the joke. You know what? Just, 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 just shut it. Just shut it. As I was saying... Anti-Xeno combat is not for the faint of heart or the slim of wallet. However, it's come to my attention that the fate of humanity is at stake and that killing Thargoids is some of the most lucrative work out there. So I suppose that the prospect of fatter wallets and the survival of the species might uh, bolster some rookie hearts. However, as much as my gruff demeanor and cavalier attitude suggests otherwise, I would rather not have all of you end up as pockmarks on space rocks. So... There are going to be a few prerequisites if you want to stay in this particular course. First, if you don't have 400 million guinea quids in your space buck account, there's the door. I I'm serious. Go. You can't afford this fight. Second, are you ranked as a scout or better with the Pilots Federation Exploration Division? No. Get out. Door. Now. You're not experienced enough for this fight. Third, have you sold cargo to five or more black markets? Yeah, I mean it. You can tell I'm serious about this because I didn't try to make up a coy euphemism for black market. How can you tell how many black markets? Uh, uh, fine, fine. Hang on. Go to your right-hand panel, home tab, choose codex, choose commander, choose stats, and click on smuggling. If the number of markets is five or bigger, you can stay. If not, there's the door. Don't let it hit you where the dark wheel splits you. Next, do you have a crate Mark II or can you get one? No, you don't have to have a special system permit or a faction reputation score to get one. Just cold hard cash. And yes, you can buy it with part of your 400 million. Finally, do you have a smattering of raw data and manufactured engineering materials? Specifically, do you have iron, sulfur, and chromium? Do you have modified consumer firmware, specialized legacy firmware, and security firmware patches? Do you have flawed focus crystals, focus crystals, mechanical equipment, mechanical components, conductive components, hybrid capacitors, grid resistors, and precipitated alloys? Can you get them? Do you know what they are? No? Get off my deck. Go see the galaxy a bit before the Thargoids melt it all. Okay, everybody set? Nobody still here who's unqualified? You're all unqualified, but, like, really unqualified. No? All right, here goes. First things first. Go buy that crate Mark II. Not the Phantom. Mark II. Upgrade your skin to the military-grade alloy armor 
and A-rate all the other core components. But Commander, I can save weight by D-rating, blah, 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 blah. Nah. A-rate it all and stop arguing with me. For the optionals, pick a standard size 6 shield, a size 6 cargo bay, two 5D hull reinforcements, a 4D and a 3D module reinforcement, a 3C Xeno multi-limpet controller, and another 2D hull enforcement. I don't care what you do with the size 1 slot. Get a large beam laser turret for the centerline hardpoint and leave the rest empty for now. Then grab A-class shield boosters for two of your utility slots and leave the other two slots for later. You can get the ship, the armor, the cargo hold, most of the hull and module reinforcements, the shield bank and boosters, and the beam laser from Denver Station in the ANSI system. For the rest of the stuff, you can use the Inara.cz data site to locate the other components. If you don't know what that is, go listen to the Nuggets briefing on third-party data sites. I'll wait here. Got all that? Good. Okay. If you're starting from scratch, you'll have just blown through about half of your original 400 million. I told you this was expensive, and you're not quite done yet. Next, go find your invitation to an engineer named The Dweller. Go to his base in the Word system. So long as you've done business with five black markets, he should graciously allow you to pay him a half million credits for access to his shop. Pay the man and don't ask him about his name. Once you're there, upgrade your laser turret to a grade three long range with the thermal vent experimental effect. Also, you can optionally upgrade your power distributor to the charged enhanced feature and super conduit experimental trait. You'll need more engineering materials to trade though, like chemical processors and chemical distilleries. Inara will explain everything. Once you've got that sorted, check your computer for an invitation from Felicity Farseer. But before you set a course for the DCET system, it is vital that you set your IFF transponder to private or solo. Do not, under any circumstances, jump into DCET with your transponder in open mode. I repeat, do not go to DCET in open. Are you all reading me five by five? I need an acknowledgement from each of you. Good. All right, once you're there, you're going to use the Inara site to locate a fleet carrier that is selling meta alloys. You know, once upon a time when the angry poinsettias were a little less angry, you could wander the deep black and pick up your own. Now it's easier and far less dangerous to spend north of a million guinea quids to just buy one. Land at a carrier, transact your business, and take off for Farseer's base. Give the kindly old lady her Thargoid kibble and settle in for some upgrading work. You'll want to upgrade your shield boosters to grade 1 heavy duty and optionally add the super capacitor's experimental effect. But again, you'll need more stuff to trade like cadmium and untypical shield scans, which really should be called atypical because I don't think untypical is a word. Upgrade your power plant to grade 1 overcharged. Optionally, you can upgrade your frame shift drive if you have chemical processors and atypical disrupted wake echoes. See? See? Atypical. There. But the main reason to visit is to crank up your thrusters to grade 3 dirty with the drag drive experimental effect. This is really important. If you've ever been around a Thargoid, you know that speed is life. Get fast. Get as fast as you can. Okay, so now you've got a pretty nice little combat ship. Now it's time to make it an anti-Xeno combat ship. Your last stop is one of the AX rescue ships. Go to your galaxy map, pick out a blue and green cross, and head out. Once you've landed, fill those last two utility slots with a shutdown neutralizer and a Xeno scanner. Buy and equip a pair of size 3 enhanced multi-cannon turrets and a pair of size 2 enhanced AX missile launchers. 
and that's it. You're equipped. Configure your power priorities, set your fire groups, and don't forget your limpets. But let me give you a final word or two of advice. First, you're still a rook. You will lose this ship, probably a few times, before you get the hang of things. Hopefully you still have enough guinea quids for about a dozen rebuys. Never fly without a rebuy, and that goes ten times over when tangling with the azaleas of doom. Secondly, this ship and your chops are fit to play a support role only. You are a scout killer. Your laser is marginally effective against them, and your multi-cannons are very effective. Focus there. However, your AX missiles are good for pressure damage on the lowest level interceptors. So if you're feeling frisky, fire your thermal vent beam laser at one of those necro daisies at about 4,800 meters. Keep it on target, then gently close range to about uh, 12 or 1,500 meters. And just as your heat drops to 1% and you fade from the death petunia's gaze, unload your magazines. Just be prepared to run when it roars. Third, stick to planetary base defenses if you can. There won't be any Thargon swarms. You can land to repair and rearm, and there will be help for you in the form of non-commander AX pilots. Last, watch out for that caustic damage. In this ship, your best bet is to disengage from the furball, clear your targeting computer by selecting target ahead with your nose pointed into empty space, and pickling off a decontamination limpet. You did remember your limpets, didn't you? It'll take a few seconds, and the Thargoid scouts like to shoot them off your hull for target practice, so make sure the procedure completes. Well, uh, that's it. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, it's nowhere near it. And there's so much more you need to know before you go throw your lives, fortunes, and sacred nuggetness away. But uh, I know your love of humanity and your desires for fame and fortune have almost certainly overwhelmed your common sense. So get out there, sluggers. Good hunting, good luck. And the Thargoids will most likely kill you in the morning. Okay, boys and girls, put your finger paints back in your cubbies and change to your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black.